welcome to the first episode of season three of Talking Troy. I am Amanda Sturgis. I'm one of the sports editors of the Daily Trojan, and I'm joined here by Nathan Ackerman, my co-sports editor. Today we're going to be discussing the news of Lynn Swan's resignation, the search for a new athletic director, and kind of what the decision means for Trojan football. So Nathan, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so obviously the big news of this week was Lynn Swan is no longer the AD of USC. And I kind of want to hear your thoughts as to what you think that means for the future of SC um, sports and, you know, what that means for, you know, the team this year. And, um, you know, whether or not, I mean, they said he quit. I'm wondering if you think it was more of he quit or he was pressured to to quit or, you know, if it was more of a came up top thing from Fulton, how you kind of think that whole thing played out. So I think kind of overall, um, his resignation kind of coincided with the new administration and Carol Fultz. And I think that, you know, kind of because of some of the scandals, there was the emissions bribery scandal and also um, Tony Bland's arrest for bribery that happened um, in basketball a couple years ago. Um, So there were both of those things kind of under his administration. And I feel like kind of with the new overall university administration, it was kind of time to move forward, whether that means that he kind of resigned willingly or he was asked to resign. I'm not sure, but I think it's certainly like a coincidence, at least that it happened at a time of all of this kind of conflict within the university where we're trying to have an era of change. I think that also kind of in terms of moving forward with athletics, the kind of new athletic director, I think it depends on who she chooses as to how we'll move forward. At this point, our interim athletic director, um, Dave Roberts, is someone she selected from within the athletic department. He was the former vice president of compliance. He does say that he wants to bring a fresh start in terms of incorporating more of a student perspective as he was a student athlete himself. Um, but I think in order to like truly move forward and have like kind of a fresh start with our athletic department, um, we kind of definitely need someone who is more disconnected from USC, um, maybe like... Our former athletic director was a former player. I think we need someone with some like administrative experience, um, something kind of new and fresh that they can bring to our program before we fully move on. Mm-hmm. One of the things that kind of caught me off guard, too, was it seems like a very odd time for him to just resign. I mean, you know, he took a lot of heat last year for keeping Clay Helton. And then, you know, everyone was calling for Swan's job because of that. And now the team is off to a great start with two wins, the 25-point win against Stanford. And this would seem to be one of those times where he's kind of, you know, taking a victory lap or kind of basking in the glory of, look at me, I'm right, I kept the head coach, and now look, SC football is back. And then he just leaves, and I'm I'm wondering if, um, you know, if the rest of the season doesn't play out the way many are hoping it might at this point if this if this gives the new ad whether it's roberts or not time to you know if 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 helton's job comes under under fire in the last couple of weeks if this gives them time to you know kind of say coach helton's gone and then find a new one because that would obviously be very tough to do if swan had just been fired on, only a week or two before helton so I, i'm wondering if this is kind of a way for fult to prepare for Helton to leave or I don't know maybe I'm I'm looking into that too much though yeah I'm also kind of wondering um in terms of Helton's job security I mean Lynn Swan leaving definitely um doesn't look good because he was kind of one one of Helton's staunch supporters um obviously Helton came under fire a lot last year um but he wasn't um Lynn Swan released a statement of support as um 
kind of contrary to what a lot of people in the USC community felt at that time. Um, and so I'm kind of wondering, will this new kind of, the team is improving, Keaton Slovis is kind of rising as like the new guy in Trojan football, will this kind of era of like, oh, we're getting better again, will that help Helton in a way that kind of overwhelms that departure of Lin Swan, one of his supporters? I'm not sure kind of how that will play out, whether like the football team being better versus um, you know, Swan being gone. I'm not sure how that will play out for Helton. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, though. Well, I know I just I just brought it up, but um, I I actually think none of this is going to matter in the long run because I think I see football is back. I think I think we're back to being one of the nation's elite programs. I think that in a matter of weeks we'll be ranked in the top ten. I'm going to kind of jump the gun and say a bit a bit and say we're going to go to the college football playoff, maybe go 11 and one, win the Pac-12 championship. So I think Helton's going to be here for this year next year and a few more years to come so I don't know I think I think maybe Swan leaving gives them a little bit of leeway to maybe fire Clay but I don't think in the end it's going to matter because I think you know I think the team is so talented I think there's a different kind of energy around the team this year and I think you know Keaton Slovis is maybe not as good as JT Daniels but I think the team is definitely going to rally around him and I think you know the the performance against uh, Stanford was obviously one that should have should have Trojans fans Trojan fans excited for the next couple of weeks. So I think there's well well SC football is kind of on a high right now. I think it's only going to keep going up. Not saying that I don't have the same perspective that like we're better as a team this season, but I know you have like really high hopes for our team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering how you think because we have like a lot of youth on defense. Um, we have some positions that like aren't as strong this year as they might need to be for us to be a top team. Um, how do you think that that's going to like play out this year? Um, and how do you think that we can be a top team, like kind of despite some of our weaker positions, maybe like corner and those types of positions? The coaching has definitely improved from last year, and I think we're starting to see that a little bit too. I think the defense has looked a lot stronger. I mean, you saw in the Stanford game, they allowed like 20 points in the first half and then none in the second half. They actually started off, they allowed 102 yards on the ground in the first half, and they finished with 98. So, I mean, that's, you know, pretty pretty impressive. It shows that, you know, the team and the defense and the coaching staff is very is very able to make adjustments in their, you know, they kind of play to the strengths of their team. And I think the corners, you know, obviously some of the younger, more inex- in- inexperienced players are going to have to improve and they're going to have to be locked down in order for, you know, USC to achieve the expectations that I'm setting for them right now, which may be a little bit, um, you know, overzealous. But I think, you know, I think, I, I, I just think this team, I mean, this they experts year in and year out rank, USC in the top 10 in the nation in terms of talent you know like their their roster is consistently stacked they usually get good uh incoming classes and I think this year is no different although maybe not as strong as as uh years past but they're still one of the top you know 15 20 teams in the country and I think that with improved coaching and improved you know team uh morale and confidence I think I think I think the ceiling for this team is very very high Yeah, and I liked what you were talking about, about, like, the changes in coaching, because I think kind of one of the most important kind of news stories this offseason was, um, like, Graham Harrell coming to the team, Mm -hmm. and kind of what that meant for, like, the quarterback situation and the offense, and I think that this, like, pass-heavy offense, which 
as our columnist Trevor Denton actually kind of pointed out in his um, column this week, we're not really used to having this like pass-heavy offense. We're really used to having like great running backs, Heisman Trophy winning running backs. But I think this kind of offense favors our quarterbacks. It favored JT in the first matchup. It favors Slovis. Um, and so I think that that can really help us get better. And in terms of bringing in Harrell, um, he was someone who didn't really have like kind of the USC trademark on him. I think that, you know, that was a really good decision by Helton. And I think that, you know, maybe going back to like the Lynn Swan situation, I think in the search for a new athletic director, we kind of need to look everywhere as much as we can. I think it's great that Fult is kind of taking um, student opinion. There's a place in her email that she released to students where you can give advice to the committee um, deciding the athletic director. So I think that this input is really important in kind of getting someone you might not necessarily expect to lead, but that might, you know, bring a new perspective and a fresh perspective. And I also wanted to kind of hear what you thought about her incorporating like student athletes on the selection panel for a new athletic director and kind of what your perspective is on that. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, possibly the biggest thing that's frustrated USC students, USC fans in 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 years past is just the lack of transparency from, you know, the ground up. I mean, what happens behind closed doors, we have no idea. We have no idea you know, what took place during the admission scandal. We have no idea what took place when Swan left. We really, I mean, the leadership always tells us, oh, you know, we're doing things in the best interest of the school, but we really have no way of, you know, finding out if that's true or not. And I think, I think Fult, who came with a, you know, scandal, heavy scandal experience from her time at uh, North Carolina, she definitely knows what she's doing in dealing with this kind of thing. And I think, Putting students on the committee is definitely going to be helpful and just trying to get, you know, student insight into this whole process because really the students and the athletes are the people who are most affected. They're the people who, you know, they're they're what makes the school the money in terms of sports. They're the people that, you know, keep the athletic department and the programs alive. And I think, you know, if you're if you're if you're not gonna have somebody leading the whole charge that students can't get behind, then not only in terms of team performance, but in just team excitement and school spirit, the whole thing is just going to be affected. So I think this is, you know, definitely a great move by Fult. And I'm sure, I don't know which student athletes exactly she's going to choose or has chosen to put on the panel, but I'm sure there are people that have the best interest, interest of USC at heart or probably experienced at SC, but care about how the school does in the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, however long the new AD is here. And I think it's going to be, it's, it's not quite as you know, headline making as, oh, Lynn Swan's leaving. But I think the effects of that are going to be felt for a long, long time. Yeah, I definitely think incorporating that student perspective is important because, like, truly it is the athletes that are affected by this decision. Um, And so I think that that is, like, a really good move by her and something that, you know, kind of shows her commitment to the students, which is something that she spoke about like bringing over from her experience at North Carolina as well. Yeah. 
Well, I think that was a, a great way to wrap things up. Um, we'll be back in two weeks talking to you guys again. We'll be coming after a game against Utah, so I might be much less optimistic about the future of USC football, but we'll see how that all plays out. Amanda, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm Nathan Ackerman. And this has been Talkin' Troy. Um, see you guys in two weeks. Talkin' Troy is produced by me, Sean Flannelly, along with Eileen Toe, Kate Sakara, Tomas Mier, and Natalie Bettendorf. <laughs>